What's up everyone? My name is Justin Odisho. That's how I start all my videos. <laughs> so for whoever's, if I end up using this anywhere, they'll, they'll enjoy that. Um, but as you guys know, or maybe you don't, I went here too, probably, I literally graduated a year ago. I'm 25 years old right now. And Jasmine here reached out to me. She's the head of your, <laughs> what is it? Student, student video productions club or whatever. So thank you guys all for showing up. Uh, I don't I've, I don't really have any specific like outlines or plans. Also, I'm talking into this because it's recording, but you guys are just hearing my voice. But anyways, <laughs> uh, thank you all for showing up. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity to talk. So I thought for the first half, I will just talk about kind of like the past couple of years of when I went to OU to kind of like right now what I'm doing, if that might help any of you in any way. I'm not here to tell you guys like what you should be doing or that you should be trying to do something similar to me or whatever, but take from it whatever you will. And then after I will uh, uh, take some questions and yeah, just whatever questions you guys have that you feel like I might be able to answer, I will happily do that, so. <laughs> Uh, so I was just talking to you in the in the blue shirt. I, we never finished our conversation. Um, you said you ended. You actually have seen some of my videos before. Yeah, it was. Um, I can't remember like what exactly it was, but I was watching a video and a water fountain playing a vibration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've had that comment a couple times, like um, people recognizing things because I shot a lot of. When I was going here in between classes, I was like experimenting with different types of videos. So like I made a couple crappy vlogs, just trying it out, but I captured a lot of footage around the campus, which I ended up using as example footage for like lots of tutorials that I made and whatnot, um, which some of those tutorials ended up being the most popular videos on my channel. And you can see like the, the tower and the fountains and whatever. I think that's how Jasmine recognized that I was probably somewhere from around here and emailed me um but i just wanted to kind of see or that's just kind of i just wanted to see like show of hands how many of you guys had actually seen the videos before so that's cool that's good enough um i think someone else said they did but okay so you guys are probably i was i was basically you guys probably just like a year or two ago i'm not that much older than you maybe some of you are older than me maybe not but I'm, I'm only 25. You guys are probably like in your early 20s or whatever, too. So I want to make it clear that although I'm up here like talking to you guys, I'm basically one of you guys. I, I do the same things as you probably. I go out to eat and have fun or whatever. I just <laughs> everyone eats, right? <laughs> I eat, too. But um, yeah, like just because I'm standing in front of you talking doesn't mean I wasn't just in class sitting there oh cool we have more people what's up guys <laughs> all right so you said there wasn't going to be that many people no i'm just kidding <laughs> uh so yeah so hopefully that my goal here is to give you guys a relatable example of someone who went to the same school as you probably is from the same area as you who is maybe doing something unique or like f doing some sort of unique type of occupation with themselves, if I'd call it that. 
Um, so where should I start? So I went to Macomb community first about, geez, my college experience was like five years long. So, uh, that's why I'm so old right now. <laughs> I don't feel old, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I went to Macomb community for the first two, two, uh, about two years of my college experience. I always just worked regular jobs, probably like a lot of you guys work. I worked at a gym. I was making minimum wage at first, and then I got a job at Nordstrom, just a retail like shoe salesman, which is still like not that, not that. Uh, it's like basically minimum wage, but like a little bit better. Um, but in that time, I never really knew exactly what I wanted to do. I never. I just was going to school because that's that's what your parents or whatever just. That's just what you do, you know, you go to school because everyone says you should go to school. And I'm not saying you shouldn't go to school, but so you guys are already ahead of me since you guys are in this film club, video club. I didn't even major in anything related to film or anything creative or photo. I, I majored in IT, which is information technology. So I was usually in that other building, uh, the engineering building most of the time. I only came here like once or twice, I think, because the dean's office was up here because I was going to see my counselor because I was confused because I was switching majors like a bunch of times. Um, I, I started with a major in biology and then I switched it to IT and I'm like, whatever, people say that if you have a job in computer science, you'll be able to get a job, or if you have a degree in computer science, you'll be able to find a job. But in the back of my head, I always knew like, I don't know, I, I could never picture myself actually going to get a job, but it didn't matter because I was, there was like three or four more years till I graduated. So I'm not going to give you guys like the whole four years, but there's, there's a, uh, so much life that happens in the middle of that. But, um, what happened? So I was, uh, I was working at Nordstrom basically for, that was the last like real employer job I had for about three years and barely making enough to pay for school at the same time as juggle school. So a lot of you guys probably are juggling classes work and then family or social life or whatever other responsibilities you have so i always saw it as like a like a three ball juggle and i can't i can't really juggle that well i can't juggle so um so there was there was school which was a priority ball or whatever uh which i needed to which was at the top right because i i failed a couple not failed like i I guess I did fail, but like, <laughs> okay, I took st statistics like three times basically. And I couldn't afford to keep doing that over and over. So I eventually cut back on, uh, I, I went to work part-time. So I, I slowly started working part-time at Nordstrom. And so then I was just juggling, working on the weekends and then trying to like pass statistics and whatever else I needed to graduate. But then the third thing was always I had like some fun hobbies that I like to do online. So I had this YouTube channel, which I created in 2011, which was before I was even in college. It was in when I was in high school, probably. I can't count right now. But um, I had this YouTube channel that I created and I don't know why I just enjoyed to post videos on there. When I made it, there wasn't any sort of like monetization strategy I had in mind or I didn't make it. To, I don't think you even could make money. I think they just opened it up. It was like a long shot goal one day that 
maybe I could make some like uh, fast food money with this or something. Um, so anyways, I don't know why I just kept posting videos and I had like this little small channel anonymous, not under my name where I would post Photoshop tutorials, like how to do stuff in Photoshop. I, this is so long. I swear you guys don't even know, <laughs> but, uh, okay. This is 2011, but, um, the reason I even started that channel was because even before that I liked posting videos online and uh, just like fun, stupid stuff. Me and my friends would like my friend like freestyle rapping over some stupid thing and we'd upload it and title it like Kanye West new freestyle and see and see how many people we could get to click it. But those things would always get taken down for copyright or what, you know, it's strict online with music. I'm sure you guys know because you work with like royalty-free sounds and images, so you know how strict it can get. So that stuff was always getting taken down. And at a certain point, I said, I need to start a channel where it's 100% originally my stuff and they can't like strike me for anything. So I thought, what do I know how to do? I always enjoyed playing around with Photoshop and things just from, I don't know, being a kid on the internet. Um, like playing a lot of video games, I guess, and going on these online message boards where you would uh, use these programs to just create different graphics and images. And I saw that there was like a, a, a niche or a space online that consumed this type of thing. And I just started doing it. Cause I'm like, oh, this person has like 250,000 subscribers on YouTube watching him. And I, I feel like I could do something similar or at least like at least something like that. Okay, so with that out of the way, that's like 2011. <laughs> Let's fast forward. So I just kept making videos under that and like I accidentally started uh, growing this thing that I now had to look after. Or I, I accidentally started growing this thing that all of a sudden now I didn't want to let like die or collect dust because I birthed it and now what do I do with it? Um, so at a certain point after a couple years after I created the channel, there was a certain point where I, I would make like maybe a hundred dollars a month or like two hundred dollars a month, nothing crazy or ridiculous, but uh, to actually like see a real, a real amount of money or something tangible come out of it was cool because I was like, "What? This is like free money, you know?" I did probably spend hundreds of hours making these videos for no apparent reason, but this hundred dollars that I got sent at the end felt like completely free money compared to the money that I had to make at the gym or whatever, folding towels or doing strenuous stuff. Um, so it did feel really cool. It didn't feel like work. So I guess the seed and the spark started there, but then real life got in the way. I transferred to Oakland University from Macomb because I felt like I couldn't graduate from Macomb because that's not a real college because it's a community college. I don't know why, I just felt like that in my head. So I went here because uh, I don't know, I felt like I needed to, go to college, like I was saying, and it got more expensive here. The tuition's a little bit more expensive here. And so I, I now had to focus my time more on like work and school and somewhere unconsciously, I just kind of like put that hobby stuff to the side and just kind of let it collect dust. But it was always still in the back of my head. I don't know why I could never like not, it was just an itch that just kept coming back. So I probably let it collect dust for a year or two. And then um, 
after you work at a place for like two or three years, as you guys know, you just kind of get restless. Uh, maybe you guys don't even last that long. I don't know. But I was working at Nordstrom for like three years and like I was part time and all that. So then I, there came to this, there came this juggling point where I was like, okay, this two days a week that I'm working, selling shoes, making commission, what am I making like in two days? Maybe like a couple hundred bucks or like one or 200 bucks. I, th I just said in my head, okay, is, do I believe that if I spend the same amount of time, like clocking in and clocking out of my own thing, like eight hours a day solid, could, am I smart enough or could I figure out some sort of way that I could at least make that same amount of money doing my own thing and finishing school? Cause that'll be easier for me. Cause it'll just be less stressful for me. I can have a better schedule and more flexible and I can finally graduate and pass. So I slowly weaned off of work, um, slowly started, pi started picking back up like the stuff I was doing online. And I tried to pick it back up maybe like two or three times. Uh, but each time I, I would start and then I would say, no, there came a time like the third time where I was like, okay, I need to do this properly. If I'm going to do this, I need to have like a game plan and do this properly. So now cue like the dramatic, like action movie music. <laughs> um, so, so what, what I did, it was like nearing the end of the year. So I said, January 1st, I think this was like 2016. I'm going to do this. I'm going to give this like a really good effort because I'm going to be graduating in pretty soon. I only had a couple semesters left. The closer and closer graduation came, the the more and more I still could not imagine myself taking my degree that I was going to get and going to get some job with it. I just, I don't know, I couldn't imagine it. And the closer and closer it came, to become reality the more and more i started panicking and realizing like okay time's like moving and it's not waiting for me so let me give this a shot so uh, i i quit nordstrom i was just going here and i t i i had saved up a little basically what i did was i saved up a, a little amount of money i wanted to give myself at least like some some float time like six months of 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 a shot so i saved up money i went i sold like everything that i had that i didn't need on ebay uh like any nice pairs of shoes or jackets or whatever that i was hoarding i sold them all i basically like s just scrounged up all the money that i could uh i can't s i put my gym membership on hold i like did a whole bunch of stuff just to save as much money as possible because i knew i wasn't gonna have any money coming in for a little bit not like I was homeless on the street. Obviously, like I still had a home to live in and all, but I, I saved up like money and then I used it to rent a little studio space in this. It was in the basement of some photography studio. It was really like a storage closet. It was super small that he let me clear out and turn into a place because I thought the only reason why, because I had been trying to pick the channel back up for like a a solid six months to a year and I thought this isn't working as fast as I thought and it's maybe because it's maybe it's because I haven't shown my face on the channel yet and the channels that seem to be doing well they have a face behind them and I haven't done that yet so I renovated this whole space I painted it I went to Ikea which the only Ikea around here is like two hours away 
I got this desk called like the Skjorn. I don't know. You know how their names are all like Swedish. Um, I brought it back to that place. I, I spent all this money and I, I made it look nice. I even got like a little plants. They were alive, but I killed them eventually. <laughs> they were, I don't know. I'm not a good plant owner. I've learned, <laughs> but, um, I started recording videos in that space and in that kind of like, uh, in those efforts, I picked up, I, I went and bought like a more modern DSLR. I started picking up this stuff that I had to start learning that I, in previously I was just doing screen recordings on my computer. It kind of was separate from what I'm, what I now am able to use like this microphone and this equipment and, the, and this camera that I kind of had to figure out and learn. So I got in front of the camera. I started shooting videos with me in front of them and they weren't all that good either. And they didn't work like I thought either, but through that, like through that thing, I, I re I reformatted my whole channel. I rebranded it as just my name. I started new Instagram, new Facebook, new Twitter, just for like building this audience purposes. I just like just stopped using my person. I mean, I have the personal ones, but I said, I'm just going to start a new one. And I basically started like a clean slate. I, I went and read all the books I could, I could possibly find on how to grow a business or like how to do something online. And I stumbled upon some really good channels online and books that kind of acted as like digital mentors, um, people like Tim Ferriss or, um, channels like Gary Vaynerchuk's online. There's a bunch of information out there and books that you can read that might not t talk about how to, uh, start a YouTube channel, but they'll talk about how to run a business or how to like do some sort of entrepreneurial thing, if that's what you want to do. Um, so I went, I, I, I just, I spent my, like, I just turned my life into trying to make this work. I just got obsessive about it. And now where are we? I haven't thought of this in a long time. So <laughs> yeah. So for, for about a year, I made videos in that in that studio space. To it did pick up a little bit more traction. I was making like three. I was committed to making like three videos three videos a week, or trying to go every day eventually. And I would be coming to class here and trying to do that on the side to like make it work. So it started picking up a little bit of traction uh, more and more. But I still had to I still had to get like freelance jobs and and work to pay for tuition because I still had two more semesters left, which cost like, I don't know, like, let's just say I had like $10,000 left of money to make that I had no idea how I was going to make it because a hundred dollars a month does not reach 10,000, <laughs> does not reach 10,000 very quickly. <laughs> it would take like many, many years of that calculation. So I, if you guys remember around the time Snapchat was like, super popular now it seems like instagram's kind of like taking over it a little bit remember like those snapchat filters that like when someone's birthday it was like the cool thing to have um through all these different like books and youtube channels and podcasts that i was listening to uh i got the idea to start like a little freelance website business where i could design and sell those filters I kept trying to find the best name possible. Everything was taken like snapchatfilters.com or snapfilters. Every single domain name was taken. 
So I was like, what else would people type into Google? So I made it snapchatfiltermaker.com, right? <laughs> so I made business cards the next day. I spent like way too much to have them done the next day because I felt like I had to do this now. And I was like, yes, this is how I'm going to pay for the rest of my tuition. This is going to be so huge. I'm going to do one for every single restaurant in the area. Like every single business needs this. I'm going to have unlimited work. And it wasn't that fast, obviously. Uh, so, but I did like start doing a couple jobs for friends, like this guy who was a DJ and he wanted it to say like his DJ name when he was DJing a party or an event or this business that wanted their, their business name. So I was like, cool, I'm making a, I'm making like some freelance side of money, but I'm still trying to make this other thing work, which was the YouTube channel. I didn't know, I didn't really have like much of a detailed plan, but I just thought like if I just upload every single day or as often as possible and grow an audience I can figure it out um so so I through that business like creating the snapchat filter business uh the DJ that I was working with like knew a lot of people because I guess I'm sure I'm like DJs know a lot of people I don't know and he his thing was like okay you do mine for free and I'll introduce you to like three other people that want you to do one for them and you can charge them whatever you want. Like you can tell them whatever you want. Trust me, they'll pay it. But I still was like, no, I'm going to tell them like a hundred dollars or whatever. Um, so I had like this little thing going and then he introduced me to some guy who had an energy drink, like energy drink that he wanted to build and, and like promote and eventually sell the Coca-Cola or something. But it was this small energy drink. You guys probably have never heard of it. I'm not going to say the name of it, but I'll tell you why. <laughs> but he introduced me to this guy. He's like, oh, I want a Snapchat filter because I think that could be good for this energy drink. And you seem like you know what you're doing on social media. I'm actually looking for a guy to do my entire social media, like my Facebook, my Instagram, my website, my Twitter, whatever. He's like, meet me in my office here and uh, we can talk about like I can see if you I can see if you know what you're doing. So I drove to this guy's office because this this was like, I mean this this could have been how I could pay the rest of my tuition. So I drove to this guy's office like a couple times. I showed him like a plan for his social media and how we would approach it and how how we would market this energy drink. And he kind of just like gave me this casual interview just to see if I knew what I was talking about. And he determined that. I did. And so like we would start, uh, I would manage all their social media and he would pay me by, by monthly. That's two times a month. Right. <laughs> and, uh, is it bi-weekly? I don't, I never remember. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Bi-weekly. So he would pay me like a check two times, a just straight salary, not based off if I took care of all that stuff for him. But you know, it's one of those things where like, obviously that's not the funnest thing. It's not what I wanted to do. And so I didn't really like it. I didn't really like doing it like in all the aspects. For example, the people that I had to work with as a team there, like I just felt like they didn't know what they're talking about and I, they should just like everything that I wanted to do, they, they would make me wait. F like they would, they would make me get approval from like two, three people. I, I would say like the, 
the LinkedIn button is broke on your website. We need to change that. And we also need to change all your socials to be the same thing or whatever. Like you, you do the social media, right, Erica? Yeah. So you know what it's like, like imagine every time you wanted to like post something, you had to ask like two people, maybe you do, I don't know. Yeah. So you just post. So for me, I'm like that too. I want to just post. I, I felt like they absolutely did not know what they were talking about. So they just needed to listen to me, but they wouldn't give me complete control. Maybe I'm a control freak. I don't know, but I didn't care. I just needed some money to pay for tuition. They were looking for someone who was like going to be with the company long-term and maybe not want to take pay right now because eventually they're going to sell it to Coca-Cola and I'll be part of it. I don't know. I didn't believe any of that. So I was like, yeah, whatever, whatever. Really, I just wanted something to complete my internship here at Oakland, which, I mean, you guys all had to do an internship, right? Which that stressed me out for a long time because I didn't realize that you could just say that you did an internship and sign it. And <laughs> Well, for me, I didn't realize that I did technically do the internship there. So like, yeah, I was like, cool, this is going to count as my internship. I'm doing this like social media for this company and it'll also make me enough money to pay for the last two semesters. So I'm doing that. I'm like taking pictures. I'm every day. I'm thinking of how can we promote this thing, post pictures on Instagram. Um, and come the end of the two week trial period or whatever, he said, he's going to give me half salary until he deems that my work is good enough, which I feel is fair. Sure enough. So come the two week thing, it's, we're ready to go to like the full salary that we agreed upon. And then like during the meeting, he was like, you know, we, me and my partners said we we're going to actually, this is the price that we're willing to pay for this. And I don't know why, but I'm really good at negotiation, I think, because I've, I used to, I mean, I used to buy and sell things a lot. That's another thing I always did to try to get through college is like, I would buy and flip clothes on eBay or like, just buy and sell stuff like anything. I, 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 I would flip all types of stuff on eBay. I have a 200 plus rating, five star, I'm a power seller. No. <laughs> but like, so whenever you're selling stuff online, you have to deal with negotiation. Like people always try to lowball you. And I don't know, I guess it kind of translated. So I, I didn't budge. He offered me not even that much lower than we agreed upon. But for me, to me, it just felt like not fair because we already agreed on that price. And now he's trying to like snake it a little bit lower. So I thought he had no like um, in my so like the tense negotiation like scene here in in my mind, I knew that he absolutely had no like he didn't have anything to stand on because in my mind, it was impossible that he was going to find anyone like who was going to do it as well as me. In my mind, I felt like he basically hit the jackpot by finding me. Not to say that I was doing it great or anything like that, but realistically, like he was not going to find anyone anytime soon that at that convenient time of my life, I was literally, this is all I was reading about and thinking about and like, how do I make my Instagram? How do I do my YouTube? You know, so, and I needed money. So like realistically, he, he probably, I don't think he, they ever did find anyone else. Honestly, they never asked. So anyways, I said, no, he said, okay, sure. I'll have to get back to them and we'll get back to you. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, uh, that never panned out though. They never got back to me. Um, <laughs> they never got back to me. So it did, I did make like, 
I did I did get paid a couple checks, which paid for like one or two, like a little bit of my last semesters. But eventually I did just have to take out a student loan. It just like caught up to me too quickly. I did have to take out a little bit of a student loan, but I didn't care that. So after that, um, I texted him like two weeks later. I was like, do you want the passwords back? Like, hey, I, like, honestly, I don't even want to do it anymore. But do you at least want the passwords back? I never got any response. I feel like I, I still I don't know the password, but I feel like they just either he quit the company or they just gave up or they just don't believe in social media, which they're lost. So after that, I just went back to doing what I was doing. Um, I think I did a few more of the Snapchat filters just for different people, but that started to get annoying too. And it started to like, I realized that I hate working for clients and I hate, I hate, I wanted to like, at that point I was kind of a little pissed off, not pissed off, but like, you know, I was like, fine, this I'll do my own social media and I'm just going to focus 100% now uh, on this. I took out the student loan. So I wasn't as like stressed about I need, like, I don't want to take it. I already did it. So I already took out the student loan, whatever. Now I'm just going to focus on my own thing. And, and I have until I graduate, which was like six months to a year. I was like, I have until I graduate to make this work or then I'll figure something out. Then I'll go get a job with my degree or whatever. Cause I have my degree. So that was, I graduated last year. So that was that year before I graduated, I would just, go to class. I usually wouldn't really pay attention to class. I'd just bring my laptop, sit in the back and either go on Reddit or like just browse, like read my comments or answer to comments or like, cause my channel still had a little bit of activity. Now I'd been working on it, but nothing crazy. Or like sometimes when I was really trying to go hard and upload every day, I would bring my laptop to class and the up I would like be uploading a video in class and the fan on my laptop was sort of like getting really loud. <laughs> like, I hope nobody is paying attention right now, but I never wanted anyone to see what I was doing. <laughs> so, so yeah, I wrote down a list of goals. I said, by the time I graduate, I'm going to do, I'm going to reach X amount of subscribers. I'm going to be able to afford to, I'm going to graduate. I'm going to be able to afford at least this or if, afford this if I want you know, whatever I had, I feel like it's important to write down or at least think about, or at least write down your goals. And then I, I think I was listening to some, I think I was listening to like a Tony Robbins thing. I don't remember, but then at the bottom, I wrote down like how I'm going to do that. So I didn't just write down like what I was going to do. I wrote down how I'm going to do that and why. So I wrote down like how I'm going to do that. Okay. I'm going to spend like eight solid hours a day as if I was working a real nine to five job on this like on my computer like coming up with like shooting recording videos um like just making like adding to links or whatever you know just work like act like i was punching in for work eight solid hours a day and then i also wrote like network with other people try to collaborate because i knew that like relationships with people were important but i still didn't i still don't realize it to this day it's still super important I think that's one thing you guys have over advantage of me was when I went here, I didn't go to any clubs. I didn't really like, I just commuted back and forth and went home and did my thing online. I think it is important to like know people out of everyone. So I did start like a little podcast too in the past year. And I talked to people who are more successful than me even. And out of 
and they've gone to film school and they've gone to not film school. I have both ends. And out of everyone I've talked to, they all agree that the most valuable thing they got out of any of their schooling was the the relationships and the people they met that ended up being collaborators with them on like their career or future projects or business that they built together so whether you care about like your degree or whether you think you're going to use your degree i think it is important to while you're in school you have this environment around you which is you're kind of never going to have again where it's it's like it's like almost like a simulated um winner lot like it's not like if you mess up here you're gonna die or anything i don't know like while you're in while you're <laughs> okay that was not the right comment <laughs> okay but while you're while you're here i think it's important that you just like ask questions of the people around you and get to know them and make yourself available whether that's with like friendship or uh, whatever services that you think you're good at. Like if you're good at designing posters or whatever, and you know that so-and-so has a band, like offer to, to like make them a poster or something. I don't know. But like relationships with people are, are really important. But that's a tangent. So we're almost done with the story though. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so you can I, I i vlogged a little bit of my time of my last year there were but that was just another example of like me experimenting to like because i i wrote down like i can't just be making photoshop tutorials i need to try i need to throw a whole bunch of stuff at the wall like so I get in front of the camera show my face try doing a vlog try doing a, a camera review try doing video editing tutorials try doing like i just wrote down all the stuff that i might be able to do and I tried all of those and a few of those have been sticking pretty decently. Like the video editing stuff really took off. That's when my channel really started to take off. And, um, and I mean, now I started different things too. Like, like I said, I started the podcast where I interview other people, but basically, um, by the, by the end of it, it all kind of started ramping up and then by December, January, I don't know if YouTube or something online like flipped a switch at the new year to do spring cleaning or something, but maybe they saw that my channel was being really active, uploading every day. I think I went home. I, I have like a little bit of a small walk-in closet, so it's like the sound is a little bit better than there. So I would just go there, sit like cross-legged style on the floor with my laptop and like record with my microphone in my hand and like one hand on the computer and I would make a video every single day. And that was the number one priority I had for the day. Like before my friends would say, let's go out and do this. Let's go out and do that. I would make a video, whether that meant staying up till 3 AM or 4 AM or whatever. Cause at this point I had put so much time and effort and, and just like mental and physical investment into it that this was like my last shot effort. So, I think I upload every single day for like a hundred days in a row. I'm not sure. It kind of went off and on. I have like maybe 700 videos on the channel right now. So it's built like a library of stuff that is just kind of padding and growing. But right around the time that January came around, the channel started picking up pretty quickly. So that was my last semester. And then by the time I actually graduated, 
the channel was doing pretty well. So it all kind of like it kind of happened at the perfect time. I don't know if that's because I decided that that's when it was going to happen or if I got lucky or I don't know. I honestly think that the moment that I decided, the moment that I decided to do it is when it started happening. Whereas previously, I guess that's the last point I want to make is the biggest struggle that I had when I was at school was I knew two things. I knew one, I knew that I just never saw myself using my IT degree to go like get a job somewhere doing IT. I don't know. I knew that. And then I knew one more thing. I knew that I knew that I didn't know what I wanted to do. <laughs> so I was like trapped in this. I felt like I would never see the end of the, of the tunnel. Only when I started reading and researching and looking up all the different information online and, and finding all this information, did I realize that it was a possibility that no one ever told me that you can do your own thing and make a living. It's gonna, not going to be easy and it might not work, but what if I told you you could do, like you, you could make your own lane or whatever. You could do your own, it could work, you know. It is a serious choice. And no one ever told me that. So I guess I should tell you guys that. That doesn't mean like, that does not mean start a YouTube channel or like whatever, whatever that means. It just means you like, I think most of you probably know what you already enjoy doing in your free time, but no one ever told you that, that you could do that for full time. So you can do that for full time, but you just have to be really smart about it. And it has like, you really have to use the information that's out there and you really have to be willing to sacrifice a lot. And I guess you really have to want it if you do, because nobody's going to show you how, but if you want to make a living like doing film or video or making clothing, I'm not saying you're going to do it, but you could at least try. And I think that you, it's a possibility and you could. So yeah, I graduated the channel started like showing good signs of taking off. I told my parents, hey, look, uh, I've been in my working in my closet for the past six months. That's what I've been doing upstairs every day. And uh, I think that they just found my channel somehow. I don't remember. But um, I was like, look, this is I know this sounds stupid, but this could work like this. This could be a good career. I think they were kind of skeptical, but it all happened pretty quickly within the past year. So they didn't really have much time to pressure me. I don't know if it would have just if it if it would if it would have not worked still till now. Who knows if I would still have like the determination and motivation to do it. I think that's the hardest part is nobody's gonna tell you you're on the right path. Or actually most people will tell you what you're doing is like most people will show skepticism and kind of look at you funny, especially people that don't know you that well or not care enough, like distant relatives or like strangers or friends of friends those people will probably just look at you like you're dumb if you're i'm like yeah like whenever there'd be family gatherings uh, some of my like older cousin like male cousins who are a little bit older than me they have perhaps like physical businesses or stores or they're supporting a family and kids and i and i look like the kid that's getting a little bit too old to still be like a kid and they ask me what I'm doing and I'm like, oh, well, I have this website and 
trust me, I like I made 50 bucks here and I made 50 bucks there <laughs> to them. It, like that's the hardest conversation. That, that's the hardest part of when you're trying to do something and you're not sure if it's going to work. I think for me, that was the hardest part. But if you like, if you're really determined and, um, you, you have to find that you have to really believe in it. Otherwise you won't be able to survive those type of stresses and pressures. But I think I talked for a lot and uh, that's pretty much it. I graduated. I put my degree in the drawer. It is really just a piece of paper that comes in the mail. <laughs> I can attest to that. <laughs> uh, I graduated. Maybe I'll use it one day. I don't know, but it made my grandma happy. So, <laughs> um, yeah. And then, uh, I've just been building this as a business ever since. So in the past year, uh, I've created digital products for my website. Um, I've just tried to, like I've worked with different brands. I've just built the catalog of videos and traffic that's coming in so that it is able to make enough money. Like it's exactly like a business. It is just, it's pretty much a business, you know? So I wouldn't consider myself a filmmaker or a, I don't know. I don't even really know what I would consider myself, but I'm just running like a small business that it relates to digital media. And I do a lot of software education and, and entertainment I guess if you find entertainment out of it and yeah so I wanted to I guess at, at this point you guys can ask me whatever questions you have if you feel like I might if you want to hear me answer it and that'll be like the the last half of this so what do you guys think of that whole long story was it boring <laughs> really <laughs> okay cool <laughs> it's so long I hate telling it it gets longer every single time it gets longer every few months that go by so, um, I don't know, did, did you guys like relate to any points of that or like have any, if you have any, anything, if you have any specific questions, like feel free. So it's your turn now. The pressure's on you guys. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> sure. Yeah, Nordstrom. There's one at like every, I didn't work at that one though. It's a small little dinky store. So they do have this image of like having expensive clothing, but like that doesn't mean the workers are like, that doesn't mean the people working there are making expensive money. <laughs> Yeah, like I would just estimate like I gave myself a six month window because I knew the tuition bills were coming every six months. And so I gave myself at least a window. And that's when I started doing all that like freelance and started those side businesses. And eventually I just had to take the student loan anyway. <laughs> so I failed. <laughs> it's like a big like s snowball that comes at faster than I was going at the time. <laughs> so did I, was that even your question, though? I mean, not really, because I was still living at home. So, like, what's going to happen? I just wasn't, I just felt like a failure. <laughs> but No, I didn't feel like a failure, but I would feel like a failure if I stayed like that for too long. Because, like I said, like, any conversation you have, people ask you what you're doing now. Like, how come you're not working? Whatever. Like, you need a job or whatever. So, I gave, I like, I, I don't think I would have been able to last, like, three years, like, answering those kind of, like, I'm doing this thing. Trust me. So luckily it happened 
quicker than that. I think right now it's like. I think it's like 485 right now. It's. Yeah, it, it's so there was a so like I said right around when I was graduating there was a time where I was growing like a thousand subscribers a day, which is like crazy. Right now it's still growing like 800 a day, but I mean I should be at like half a million next month, which is cool. So, uh, <laughs> well no so no I think that's important. <laughs> so it doesn't matter how many subscribers you have. That's not how you get paid, right? So like. Um, especially for my type of channel, it's not the type of channel that you might see that's like popular on YouTube with a million subscribers. Like, I don't know, who do you guys watch on YouTube? I've, I've heard, it's a guy, right? He makes like memes, right? Wait, he made a vine, right? He made a vine that made that little Yachty song popular, right? Okay, that's how I remember it. <laughs> who else do you guys watch? Does anyone? Who? Jeffree Star. Uh, I've heard of them. I, I, so I, I don't really like watch them, but I know them. Anyone? Funhouse. I feel like I've heard of them. I don't really remember. Okay. Um, so yeah, so like with ch certain channels, um, certain channels I'd say like Jeffree Star does makeup, right? Um, yeah, he does like reviews and stuff. Is it makeup though, right? Yeah, so like channels like that, I would say are more in, they're, their audience is different because if he has like, I think he has a couple million subscribers or something. Yeah. <laughs> so channels that do like vlogging and entertainment type of content, I would say are harder to keep. But with those type of channels, if they post a video, most of their audience, if they're engaged, will come to it. Whereas my channel is a little bit different and it has positives and negatives. So there's a lot of people that might not even know what I look like. So it's very segmented. I might have half a million subscribers, but there's a, like probably half of those are there because they wanted to learn how to do something. And then maybe half of those are there for something else. And then maybe only a fraction of those are there uh, because they enjoy the podcast that I just started. And maybe even a fraction of those would want to see something like this. You know what I'm saying? But so, but the positive part is some of my content does, just doesn't get old. So I, I have a video that I, I made in like, I don't know, 2015 or 2014. And those are still getting views because how to export a video in Premiere Pro doesn't really, it, it'll stay relevant for a long time. And so if I build a library of like, do you guys know that channel Khan Academy? Yes. Yeah, so like that's how I passed calculus and all this stuff. But like his channel, his channel I think also has like 4 million subscribers or 2 million or 3 million. And it's not like every time they post a video, they get like a million views but he has like 2000 videos on his channel and each month though, they get like tens of millions of views because that's a different type of audience. People are coming there from search. Um, so the basically the subscriber count is a, it's an interesting number to look at. It's a good number to look like it's a good milestone number, but there's a lot, there's a lot of information underneath of it. The number that matters more is like, views per month and the number that matters even more than that is minutes watched per month so how much you make depends on like how many views you're getting it doesn't matter how many subscribers you get at all they could all be dead subscribers you know um like uh so if you basically you get a dollar about this is roughly average you get about a dollar for every thousand views you make one to two dollars 
um, channels that do like uh, so so if a cha- if if a guy makes a video talking about like what's the best life insurance policy life insurance policy for you advertisers will that video might not do as many views but he might get more like five dollars per thousand views because it's like a more specific topic that advertisers want to pay more for whereas if uh if i just make a video like a vlog that'll probably get more like the standard one dollar per thousand so my content's like right in the middle it's still kind of specific to filmmakers camera photo companies so i probably get like one to two something like that so yeah it's just but that's but so let me break down how how it makes money is that like would you guys be interested in that okay so i'd say like i I make money like three or four or five different ways so the youtube channel is where the majority of the traffic comes in that's where people are searching and they stumble upon my channel and hopefully it's like the top of a big funnel uh where um not everybody gets to the bottom but the like the better i make the business the like the more i can make a living out of it so sure so like my channel i think in the past month like i think a consistent average i've gotten for the past year is like two million views a month over all my videos which sounds like a lot but does it's not it's i have 700 videos so it, it gets easier so so off of those views, I was making like a dollar or two <laughs> per thousand. Okay, this sounds like, this sounds like, okay. No, <laughs> uh, so, so okay, so, so, the two, so two million views, you're making like a dollar or two per thousand views, right? So that's the, that's the YouTube AdSense money. That's the money that everyone like complains about and that all these controversies come about. And that's, that's also the program that now they changed it to where you have to have, um, you have to, I think, have at least 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 hours of watch time on your channel before you can opt in. They're always changing the rules on how you can monetize. But the good news is that that's not like, that's not the most money that I make on the channel or, or that's not the most money that you should aspire to make if you're looking to do something similar to this. So what YouTube pays you should be less than what you're able to make yourself if you're running like a good business out of it. So just in the past year or two, I've been able to create my own digital products. So like plugins and add-ons to Adobe Premiere and Photoshop. So like um, transitions and effects and LUTs that I, that I can bundle up and I can sell those on my website. So I have a couple things on my website that are $50 products. And so rather than YouTube paying me one dollar every time i get a thousand people to like view my stuff i'd rather i get a thousand people to view my stuff and hopefully one person buy something for fifty dollars so i'd rather like end up making five ten twenty times more than youtube is like the more the better the more like you can take control of your your own like sources of revenue the better not saying i'm doing that i'm not anywhere close to making like 10 still the youtube check is still like significant and and like it helps but if it went away tomorrow it wouldn't be like the complete end of the world because i'm still making at 50 like more than 50 percent of my money on my own website however they do it 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 all does come like the top of the pyramid 
it's not a pyramid scheme, but the top of the pyramid or the top of the like, it all kind of like branches out from the fact that people are searching on Google and finding my, my content and through my content, the better I'm able to put like links in my website and the better I'm able to like manage my, all my social medias, the like every, every million views I can get, hopefully I can get some people to follow me on Instagram. Hopefully I can get some people to go to my website and like check that out. So you want to capture the attention that you're getting and try to deepen it. So instead of just, instead of growing wide, you can like get a, you can go deeper. So although this room is smaller than if I would open my phone right now and turn on Instagram live, it's much, much better because like with you guys uh, have like a more deep connection with me face to face now than, than like the majority of people would do. So you guys are worth like hundreds or thousands of like that type of relationship in like, not to just say that to make you guys feel better, but (laughs) Um, there's also other ways you can make money. Like uh, for example, if someone signs up to Adobe's, if someone signs up to the Adobe Creative Cloud Suite, I do have a link that they can go through. And if they happen to sign up through my link, yeah, so like affiliate programs. So it doesn't charge them anymore, but since Adobe recognizes that they came from my traffic, uh, I think they, I, I don't know exactly what they give. I think it's like five bucks or something. I don't know, it's like something for every sign up. So just because my content specifically is so like oriented around people using those softwares i do get people signing up every day through my links and then there's other there's so many different ways that people do so like you can do affiliate links on amazon as well let's say you talk about like cameras you can link the the camera in amazon and you get a commission you can sign up to get commissions in that way and then you you can work with brands so if you have an audience and you have a a small reach uh, a company might want to reach out to you to, um, like, like I, I get emails all the time. I don't really do them often because, like, when you're building an audience, you want to, I don't know, you don't want to just like, yeah, yeah. You guys can, you guys can all tell like, you get annoyed of following somebody if they keep like pushing fake stuff. Yeah. So. So I only do it when it really makes sense. And uh, if, if I think that it's something that I would talk about anyway. So like, for example, GoPro sent me this like GoPro camera square rig thing and they didn't pay me for it, but they just uh, like the payment was the camera. And I was like, cool. I, I already actually had talked about this type of like 360 camera before on my channel. And uh, so it makes sense because I already talked about it. They're going to send it to me so I can actually talk about it and show it. And the camera is like relatively expensive. So that's decent payment for the amount. They wanted me to make a couple videos about it. So, um, and like another fifth way is like sometimes occasionally, uh, if someone wants to learn directly through Skype or like one-on-one training or just like, there's different ways you can make more. So like tomorrow, this person wants like personal one-on-one on Skype, like, like just teaching them because that's how they learn better. So I could charge like for the session there. And there's, there's like tons, like the beauty YouTubers and stuff, they have their own makeup lines. And 
Yeah. So he has his own product. He has a physical product. I have a digital product. Like, so there's like dozens of ways that you can make it. But the main point is, um, like the YouTube ad revenue, there's some people that turn the YouTube ad revenue off completely because they don't want to interfering with their actual business that they're running. Like, like Jeffree Star might not want to have ads on his video because he doesn't want like, laurier or whatever advertising their sticks in front of the video that was supposed to be advertising his sticks so instead of making a couple hundred bucks he might just turn the ad completely off so that everyone can watch his video uninterrupted and then like maybe go to his website so i don't know do you guys have any or like keep asking me questions i don't know <laughs> anything it doesn't have to be about anything specific <laughs> for someone else yeah i always thought like if at a certain point what i'm doing fizzles out or if there's a really good opportunity that comes up let's say i don't know who's like a really big nba star right now LeBron. all right let's say lebron james for some reason they need someone on their team to be lebron james personal video guy or personal social media guy that might be something that i would like think is worth it to kind of put what I'm doing on the back burner, maybe take care of it on the weekends or the side and take the opportunity of being LeBron James' personal social media guy for like a year. Um, so I would consider it case by case, but uh, I, I would never, it would have to be something that I would also be willing to do for free. You know what I'm saying? I get people emailing me all the time like, hey, can you edit my video or can you edit my music video or whatever? And I'm sure I'm turning down like a couple hundred dollars here, there, 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 but I just don't, I just rather would not sell my time to work for pro like to do client work for projects at this point that I don't want to do. But if like someone that I listened to their music already emailed me and wanted me to work on a video with them, I would be down to do that for free, you know, cause I, I would want to be a part of that project. Interesting. <laughs> Anything else? Sure. <laughs> Is it because I smile a lot? <laughs> um, I'm super happy with what I'm doing right now. Uh, I can't imagine doing anything else. I feel like all the stress of when I was like super stressed out or undecided on what I was going to do is kind of gone now. I also feel like I've, I've established my uh like i've built my website up to the point now where i no longer feel like awkward or insecure about explaining to people what i do because i know that like what i'm doing is like working now and um yeah i mean it also i never have to wake up to an alarm clock <laughs> i don't have to drive anywhere if i don't want to i can be here right now and just not do anything all day and still make money like passively like i had a couple of people buy some stuff on my website while i was asleep so i mean like i do have to it's not i do have to work and i'm i do work really hard but like i can travel for work and i can if i need to go do something tomorrow and i and i i can't be on my computer i can do that you know i can get back to work later so i'm very happy <laughs> any yeah uh, Anyone else? Well, I like how you do like on your YouTube channel, you do videos where you 
yeah yeah so that's another good point like when you're trying if you're trying to do something like grow an instagram or grow a youtube channel you have to really hustle and like have a lot of different strategies and one good one if you're just starting out is talk about relevant things and, and like attach yourself to to relevant things so if a new music video comes out i know that i should at least do like a live stream discussion about it or try to talk about some things from that video because like it or not there's going to be some people who don't know me but they're searching for asap rocky and then that's just like i said earlier hopefully that's another thing where i can get more people to like come into the general cloud and then maybe hopefully they can click more of my videos and see my face and then be like oh this guy's cool i'm gonna send him a message on instagram and then like oh and then like six months later oh this guy just put out this cool useful thing and then oh i'll buy that i'll support this guy or whatever you know so or i mean they don't even need to buy anything just their traffic is uh, just having an audience is something that is valuable in itself because you can i mean brands want to pay you for that or like you just uh it's just it's just valuable even if they if even if the people don't directly pay you it's not like it's all a scam when i talk about it it's like i this is what i love doing and I really care about my audience and, and it's like the m number one thing I think about is like how to grow an audience and build an audience and like and maintain that relationship but um, on the business side of things too you have to try to make it as as nice of a funnel as possible not I mean I don't know you guys get what I'm saying right <laughs> Yeah, there's a few other people that do similar things as me, but um, thank you. <laughs> and that's the other thing too, is like, I don't know how hard it would be to just make videos like about entertainment or comedy because what I'm doing is I'm offering some value first and then hopefully people will want to subscribe or like show me support back. So nobody paid me at first for that first year like i was paying all this stuff out of my pocket and taking all these like spending my time and money and this will like if anyone's just trying to start this because they think it's going to be like they're going to make money or it's going to be like great i like i spend so much money on invest like this microphone this cable and this thing and that thing and that I might not even need and like buying four microphones just in case I might want to talk to four people. Like I th you have to actually, it has to be something you're passionate about and that you do naturally with your free time. And then think about how you can monetize that or if you want to turn that into a career path. I also think there's nothing wrong with if you just want to get a job that you enjoy. For me, that wouldn't have been IT. Maybe I would have been just as happy if I was just able to like have a job with lots of freedom and working on camera stuff and a good balance of time but whatever like your situation is that gets you that makes you happy and whatever you need to however much money you you think you need to like do that then take whatever path you want for me how it's I never thought like I'm gonna make a lot of money I thought if I can at least just make the same amount of money that I was making part-time at 
my retail job, which was not that much. I was like, I don't care if I have to, if I have to work a lot harder, if I can at least just be making like 200 bucks on the weekend, but doing my own thing, that's like the starting point. Then I can breathe and then I can just focus on like, then that's like the transition is done and I can focus on just building, just building from there, seeing where I want to go from there. Anyone else? Anything? I think we're good. <laughs> so I, I don't think there's ever like a best camera or like a specific camera. Um, honestly, just what, so the, like here's a step formula. Just think about your budget. Like how much do you like kind of want to spend? Um, a lot of people have phones that can record like really good quality, like iPhones can all record 1080p HD and there's a lot of channels that I watch that shoot straight off their iPhone that I just never realized or could care less and they have millions of like views off of their iPhone so first just like use what's handy to you but second be like okay um, I got $500 for a camera do some googling what's in this price range you'll usually come up with a few YouTube videos or websites like breaking down like some good cameras in that range. And then it just comes down to just picking one really. Like uh, for vlogging, I like the small little cameras, like the pocket ones, because uh, it's just kind of like uncomfortable for me to be carrying a big camera around. I I'm not really a vlogger. I did like 10 vlogs or something, but I tried it out. But like the Canon G7X Mark II is a popular one. The Canon 80D or 70D is a popular one for YouTubers, but honestly, you just pick one and then after you use it, you start to realize like, oh man, this camera doesn't have a, this camera doesn't have 60 frames per second. I really wanted that for slow motion. Or this camera doesn't have a 4K. I really wanted 4K. And then you just like buy, sell, trade, repeat until you finally find that one that you really enjoy, you know, but it, don't make it like too stressful of a decision. Just literally i do a lot of stuff still on my iphone like i'm shooting this on my iphone i've interviewed people and like with the pod are you guys familiar with podcasts yeah so like with my podcast when i wanted to start doing a video format instead of buying like the best way to do it at this point would be for me to get three decent camcorders have a like this person shot both shot me shot and have three but that that would be like several thousand dollars worth of like nice camcorders you know if i was looking for like a long-term setup so if for just starting out and trying it i just use my iphone because there's another popular podcast on youtube that gets millions of views that interviews really famous people and i just i know for a fact that the guy recorded them on his iphone for a long time so it's i've i've interviewed some like decently popular people right off of that and they don't care and the people watching don't well some people do care but eventually i'm gonna upgrade but you know as you can see you can use like what's available to you because i think everyone has a phone in their pocket you know especially for instagram sometimes like the pictures you take right off your phone they do better and they get more likes than like the nice ones that you had to import from lightroom and whatever you know Any going once? Anyone else have any fun? Sure, ask as many as you want. (laughs) 
So, okay. So the, I think that so the way you said the question is good because you said people who want to do editing, editing work. I think there's going to be like a lot of editing work available out there. It might not be as traditional as as you might have thought it was like four years ago. More and more now, like if my channel was three times, four times bigger, I could have the budget to just hire someone and pay them like a decent salary to edit my videos for me. And maybe eventually I will, or maybe I won't. I don't know, but I know people do that. So more and more, the jobs that you'll find with editing might not be as traditional, I think. Like you might start editing music videos for some artists, or it might be some sort of like non-traditional agreement, or you could you could definitely work at a company and be their in-house editor. I think just just it's only gonna go up from here because video is becoming more and more easy to produce and host and consume. Uh, people aren't really watching TV as much. Um, just more and more, the way that people are communicating is going to be through video. And I think that there's going to be more room for editors in that space. As far as if it's in, like, so the other thing is a lot of work when it comes to video is online because the videos are hosted online. So it doesn't really matter if you specifically live in Michigan. For example, I live in Michigan and I really didn't have any problem doing it. Now, now I like, I have visited New York and I have visited LA just, just caused and just to do, just to meet up, collaborate with some people and work. But I will say though, I think if you just threw yourself into like an area like LA, where there is a lot of film and TV going on, and you are the type of person that if you're in the coffee shop, you're going to like chat up the person in line with you. And then, oh, you realize that they work here and they need someone. Like if you're that type of person who's outgoing and you're going to, if you put yourself in that place, I do think, I do think it would be good for you to just throw yourself into like a high, high opportunity area like that. Um, I definitely, I, I would recommend it if, I mean, I didn't do it, but like, I definitely wouldn't hesitate to like say to do it because location is important. That's why now I do find myself needing to like fly to New York or go to LA because I want to do things in person and everyone is in New York or LA, but don't let it, don't let it hold you back because I, up until this point, I've built everything I've done from Michigan, from like a pretty, like, I mean, I don't know. It's not like that many people are like, I don't know, from Michigan, which is like just a random Midwest state. Um, and I still get emails all the time of, of work opportunities or people sending me. So it just depends on if you want to do freelance or be more traditional. But if you have the family situation and the the ability to just maybe live somewhere for six months, I think you would probably find a lot of good networking and, and find yourself in a good opportunity. I was going to say something else, but I forgot that was important <laughs> but I forgot but you get it you get the point <laughs> did I answer to just make you more confused <laughs> uh, what do you guys think what time is it anyway <laughs>